Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm your host, Graham, and you are listening to Airtime Central. Hello, everyone. I'm Graham, and this is Airtime Central. Welcome to the podcast. I am not going to go too big of an intro, but this is a podcast all about theme parks, coasters, whatever you want. So um, this is the first episode. I do plan to release a channel trailer in the near future, so stay tuned for that. But in the meanwhile, today we're going to be talking about the extinct history of extraterrestrial alien encounter. This is an attraction at Magic Kingdom, and it is closed. And today, we're going to be talking about the reasons why it closed. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Now, of course, this story is going to start with Michael Eisner. The attraction opened, well, the attraction was was first, the idea was first thought of when, right, a little bit after Michael Eisner became president. Now, Michael Eisner is a little bit more of a personal CEO. He wanted to get in the parks. He wanted to figure out what people wanted. So he, he started out his career with a personal tour of the park with his son, Brock. And Brock just said that the park was not having enough for teenagers. So Michael Eisner started conducting exit surveys at the park, and it turned out that the park was not doing it for teenagers. And he decided that instead of going the simple approach of adding stuff like roller coasters or thrill rides, he wanted to add shows. Like thrilling, not thrilling shows, but like exciting shows. Kind of like if you've ever seen the Adventures of Sinbad at Universal Studios. That's kind of what he wanted. After the success of several George Lucas collaborations, he had the idea to add an attraction based off of the hit Ridley Scott movie, Alien. Now, the original concept was this. Think Astro Blasters um, or Space Changer Spin, but in pitch black with shotguns and xenomorphs. Because when I think of Disney, I know that I think of me armed with a shotgun in pitch black firing at a deadly alien. Now, a group of more experienced Imagineers convinced Eisner to drop the idea, but a younger group of Imagineers redesigned the ride and then pitched it once again. The new ride would be set to replace Mission to Mars, a very simple ride that had been an, uh, had been an opening day attraction in the park. It was a very simple show where guests sat in a circular theater with screens in the center of the floor and ceiling. It was a replacement to Flight to the Moon and Rocket to the Moon, both the, pretty much the exact same ride, just renamed. The ride was very simple and somewhat boring, and was near the end of its service life, very clearly. The Imagineers pitched a show which focused on Xenomorph, the alien from the movie Alien. Eisner loved the idea, but the other Imagineers did not. After advice from George Lucas, they dropped the alien tie-in and worked more on the attraction with the help of Lucas now. On December 16, 1994, extraterrestrial alien encounter began soft opening. Test audiences were absolutely terrified and said that it was much too scary for a place such as the Magic Kingdom. Michael Eisner, being somewhat oblivious to the feedback, what's new, allowed the ride to open. Now, the ride experience went as follows. The first pre-show is an open room after you walk through the entrance. The attraction is under the guise of the Tomorrowland Interplanetary Convention Center. Screens in the room show advertisements for the for presentations at the convention center. They are either slightly funny or bear an Easter egg to previous attractions. 
A video begins, hosted by L.S. Clinch, the chairman, the chairman of Access Tech, who is currently occupying the convention center. Clinch is portrayed by Jeffrey Jones, which will become an important detail in the ride's inevitable failure. A female alien in the intro is portrayed by Tyra Banks, but not voiced by her. Clinch introduces, Clinch introduces himself and gives the company's tagline, if it can't be done with excess, then it shouldn't be done at all. Somewhat of a sinister tagline for a sinister ride. This first pre-show was somewhat had somewhat of a sinister vibe, and white noise is added to the room just to add a little bit more uneasiness. You then proceed to the next pre-show room. The second, the second pre-show room is a smaller room, which houses a presentation set up to introduce the company's teleportation technology. The host of the room is an animatronic robot named Sir. Two tubes are set up on the opposite side of the room. One houses a small, cute alien named Skippy, and the other is empty. This pre-show is quite terrifying, and is intended to be so in order to scare off little children. Sir teleports Skippy across the room, and the cute little alien becomes a horrible, scarred little alien that screams in pain as he comes out of the tube, very burned. Fun Disney, am I right? This bit was changed between soft opening and official opening in order to become even scarier and twisted. You move into the final room, which is the main attraction. You enter a circular theater with three different rows, and after you enter, harnesses move down into guest shoulders. These were added after the mission to Mars change. In the center of the room is a teleportation tube. Screens turn on, and scientists begin to prepare you for the demonstration. But Clinch interrupts them and tells the audience that instead of teleporting one of them to XS headquarters, he wants to teleport himself to the guests. He then walks into a teleportation tube and prepares to teleport himself to the room. But in a teleportation process, instead of teleporting himself, an unknown alien is accidentally teleported to the room. It looks around, and then it breaks out of the teleportation tube. The lights go out due to a power surge, and the alien is on the loose. Surround sound, mist, water, and more all enhance the experience. These effects help guests be able to tell where the alien is at all times. The alien moves around as if hunting the guests. At some point, it seems to be right near the guests. This happens to everyone, and you can feel its hot breath. But possibly the most terrifying and terrible part is yet to come. Also, it is worth noting that a lot of dialogue was added before the attraction's opening, because plot details were being very missed. Guests were screaming too loud to understand severe plot details, so dialogue was added from an excess employee telling guests not to scream. Also, audio was added so guests understood that the alien could fly, because most people could not tell. The most horrifying part was when an excess employee entered the catwalks above the room with a flashlight to try and fix the power outage. The audio was pre-recorded, but the employee up there was a real person holding a flashlight. They move to a power box, and then the alien attacks. You hear screaming from the employee as the alien attacks them, and guests are showered in the blood, which is warm water. The attraction ends with the alien somehow ending back up in the tube, blast shields lower over the tube, and the alien explodes. And that is the end of extraterrestrial alien encounter. Now to its closer. This ride was replaced by Stitch's Great Escape, which was very familiar, and which is very similar, but instead of a bloodthirsty monster trying to eat you, Stitch walks around in front of you. The truth was, Lilo and Stitch was an absolute huge hit, and this was an offer too good for Disney to refuse. But there is another slightly less obvious reason. Other than the fact that the ride didn't belong in the Magic Kingdom at all, it also starred Jeffrey Jones. In 2002, he was arrested for reasons that will not be discussed right now. Now, what he did was something that Disney would not 
did not want to be involved with. And this may be a reason that this attraction was closed. Anyway, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week for a new episode. Now, actually, one more detail. The ride, this show version, was tweaked by the Imagineers from George Lucas's original version. The original version actually had the alien being helpful to the guests because all this was a guise to see how, well, the original idea was that guests were supposed to meet an alien, not clinch or anyone. I was supposed to meet the alien, and it was all a cover-up by excess to see how the alien would respond to humans. But the alien turned out to try and help the guests and then attack the excess employees and freeze the guests. And then you, as you walk out, you hear all the chaos happening inside. But it was tweaked and changed to this. Anyway, um, I think this might be a good intro because this is kind of how some of my videos are going to be or, or um, podcasts. And, um, what was I going to say? Oh, this is what happens when I go off my script now. Um, I really hope you guys enjoyed, and this is kind of going to be how some of my videos are. So they're going to be like quick, kind of short and quick and painless, really. And I'm going to be trying to do one or two a week. So hope you stay tuned. Anyway, see you guys, and I'll see you next time. My YouTube channel and website will be launching soon, so there will be links to that on my Anchor page. See you guys. Bye.